Hey, y'all. Hey, welcome to the Purpose University podcast, your source of inspiration as you seek to overcome adversity, create your best life and be your most authentic self. I am Dr. Eve. I'm your host, and I'm excited that you decided to join me on today because your time is valuable and I recognize you could be anywhere else, but you're here. So thank you. If this is your first time tuning in, I'm really happy to have you here and I certainly hope that you come back for more. So, uh, real talk. If you're feeling what you're hearing, help the show grow. Leave a review and tell everyone you know. Now, without further ado, let's get into it. So we are here today with my new homegirl, who I'm really digging right now, Raven Aponte. <laughs> Raven is a native, y'all, of MIA. <laughs> okay, I had to do it one time. Okay. Raven oh my is native. It's fine. Okay, everybody does it? Yes. People love Miami, so I'm like, I'm all for it. Look, seriously, I go into Miami like... 2013, because I left out on a cruise with my homegirl who got married in the Bahamas. And baby, let me tell you, <laughs> I enjoyed myself. So I would definitely go back <laughs> again and again. Uh, we're even just from Miami <laughs> and now living in Durham, North Carolina, because she is a pediatric cardiac intensive care unit nurse. That is a lot. Registered yep. nurse at that. Let's get that right. Yeah. BFN. Um, <laughs> look right get it together but you are really just awesome in what I've gotten to know about you even with the start of your blog Our Noir so I just want you to really just tell us who you are like let the people know what is your story <laughs> all right I'm more than happy to share but like Dr. you said of course um, I'm from Miami Florida that is something that I am proud about I'll probably tell people that before I even tell them my name <laughs> <laughs> But, I don't like um, that about being yes. from Charlotte. Mm-hmm. I'm like from Miami. I'm not from North Carolina. I'm from Miami. I just live here. Get it right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm from Miami, Florida. Actually, I'm the oldest of five siblings. My mom's Haitian, dad's Puerto Rican, born and raised in Miami. Went to school. Like I did my undergraduate degree at the University of Florida. So that's in North Florida. Um, and then I came over after graduation. I came here to Durham, North Carolina to finish nursing school, well, start and finish nursing school at Duke University School of Nursing. So I most recently graduated in December of 2017, and since then I've just been here working at Duke Hospital. First generation, first in my family to go to college, kind of experienced that whole like college experience, applying for jobs, doing internships. That was all me. Like, I kind of had to do it on my own. Of course, I had the support of my family, but that's just something that, you know, I did on my own. And I really, I really have come to love to share that experience with people because it's like, it's different from having like a support system and somebody like, oh, this is what you need to do, kind of like guiding you. And then it's different from you kind of just do it on your own and trial and error. So I think some people are scared to share that or probably embarrassed. Uh, but for me, it's kind of like I found joy in sharing it and saying, this is what worked. This is what didn't work. So that's kind of me. Very cool. And this is what I think is really cool. You are first generation and you are a nurse. I know yeah. nursing school and I'm not I'm not a nurse, but just based off my friends who've gone that it is nothing to be played with. So <laughs> you survived nursing school and not just nursing school. You went to Duke. <laughs> so mm-hmm. 
in my opinion, you got to be pretty badass to do that because <laughs> thank you, thank you. You moved from Miami, not just Florida, from mm-hmm. Miami, and came up here and was like, yeah, I'm going to beast this. What was it that kept you motivated throughout nursing school, especially being away from your family and being not even remotely close to the beach? At least not the beach like down there. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, like, I knew when I was going to nursing school, I had, like, this goal in mind. Like, I wanted to get my degree. And, of course, I'm away from my family. I moved out of Florida, came to North Carolina. So it's like, you got to make this work. There's Mm. no messing up. And, you know, the funny thing is when I applied to Duke, like, I just Googled it, like, some nursing programs. And Duke came up, and I was like, okay, I'm going to go there. Like, it looks good. (laughs) And until I got here, people were like, you go to Duke? Duke and I'm like what is Duke like Duke is that big and I didn't even realize it so I think mm. I started to realize that I was like I have a huge like opportunity to be here so I was like I yes. definitely want to use it and take it as an advantage absolutely because yeah Duke is Duke is Duke <laughs> like Duke mm-hmm. is Duke and that's really interesting to hear like that you were like I'm gonna go there it's like do yeah. you know what you just went wait a minute <laughs> Because even when I, you know, got to meet you and I was like, yo, she went to Duke. Like, I still look at Duke that way because it's one of those schools that even when I lived in Mississippi for a while and I'd say, I'm from North Carolina. Oh, Duke is up there. I'm like, yeah, it is. And so is Shaw and so is Chapel Hill and St. Aug and North Carolina Central. And I just had my little spill, you know. But um, <laughs> yeah. So curious to know, though, after you graduated and you moved up here, what was that transition like for you? Because... You're not just around the corner from the house and getting home is something like challenging. So it was hard. Like, first of all, all of my family is in Florida, South Florida. So, you know, making that decision to say, you know, I'm going to move out of state. And then, of course, I'm like, I don't have no money. Like, I just graduated college and I know my family doesn't have any money, you know, to kind of support me. My undergraduate degree, it was paid for. I had a um, financial assistance. I had a grant. I had a scholarship. So I never worried about that. So I was like, I have no money. None of my family is here. But I knew, I was like, I want my nursing degree. And I was like, I'm going to go to Duke. I got accepted. So I was like, God will make a way. That's kind of my mentality. Like, I was like, I can either be scared and try to stay in Florida and, of course, let my life happen however it's supposed to. Or I can just take the risk and go to Duke. I was like, I'll figure it out. The money will come some way. And that was that. But I do know for me, like, one of my biggest things is, of course, you know, I was like, I'm going to move here. And I don't know anyone. To me, it's like making connections, finding the resources to help me. So I looked Mm -hmm. up, like, a bunch of programs. And I knew one reason why I did pick Duke is because they had a program for minority nurses. Just to increase the number of minority nurses, they give you, like, financial assistance. They give you, like, a mentor, a lot of resources. So that kind of helped me in choosing and knowing that, okay, I'm moving away from home, but I'm still going to have some type of support system for people like me. So that was a big thing on why I wasn't so scared, because I knew I would have somebody have some money here to kind of help me. Mm, Big. So you considered moving here. I mean, you got here, actually. Started navigating your own, graduated, and you've evolved now to become this nurse. And I'm pretty sure you're doing your thing, like no doubt. So in all of your experiences thus far, what do you believe to be the most challenging aspect of navigating life, especially as a first gen? Oh, that it's hard. It can be really hard sometimes just because, I mean, as a first generation, you know, like you don't really have anyone in your family who kind of went through that or to kind of tell you, you know, the ins and outs of how things went. 
And I really noticed that, like, some of my classmates, like, I noticed, like, their parents had PhDs and masters and all this. Mm. They went to this school and that school. And I'm like, what? I'm like, my parents have a high school diploma. My mom had an associate. And you just realize, like, how, like, those connections were so important and I didn't have it. So to me, I really set out to, you know, I was like, I want that. Like, why do you get it? And I don't. So, you know, I just went out to look for professors or, like, people who are in the same field as me or people who are interested to kind of help me figure it out. And even now it's hard. I think the hardest thing is money, like financially. Because I mean, being first generation, you pretty much, you come with this like level of, I don't know how to say it, like I guess this income level. Like you, you, if you're first generation, it's pretty certain that you'll also be around this certain income level, probably below poverty line, which it was for me. So I think mm-hmm. the hardest thing was for me is like, how am I going to graduate? How am I going to live? And after graduating nursing school, I think for about three months, I think that was the most struggle I ever did. Like I was like, nobody budgets better than a broke person. because <laughs> I was like, I didn't know how I was going to do it. You know, like I had to figure out because I wasn't getting any more like loans. You know, in school, I was in school for most of my life and I would either get grants or a loan. So I wasn't getting a loan spring semester after graduation. So it was like really budgeting, like having to call parents or like people who I knew could support me or help me. Like, and that was really hard, but by the grace of God, I made it. So I think that was kind of the hardest thing is like, how do you stay financially stable? Mm, That is very interesting point because financial stability means more than I need to go back home. And I need to be comfortable, but then it's like, I can't even get home anyway. But um, how much would you say, because it sounds like it's maybe, I mean, more than a little bit, but how much would you say finances though have, have driven your decisions, even in staying in this area? Um, Well, after graduating, I feel like as a nurse, like the job market is pretty good. I'm not going to lie. So there were jobs everywhere. Like after applying, I had plenty of job offers, but I knew I had loans. So, and I think Duke was like, out of the three hospitals I applied to, they were the only one who were given like loan reimbursement. So I was like, well, looks just like this is where I'm staying. So that's what kind of made me decide to stay. I feel like before that, I didn't have a baseline of like, I want to get paid this much because it's like, this is a degree. Like I'm, I'm the first in my family to get this official degree. And it's like, how do I negotiate a salary? I was like, I don't know. So I do feel like I kind of just took whatever. I was like, I'll take that. That's better than what I ever had. So I do think even as far as like opportunities or even let's talk about like before graduating or getting a job, I wanted to study abroad. Like I wanted a car and I was like, my parents don't have this money. So what I did is I was like, I'm going to go out and find the resource. There's so many resources for first generation or even like minority students. So I just would Google like first generation study abroad and I found this scholarship. And then I know a friend who had the scholarship and she was like, oh yeah, I can help you fill out the application. They pay for everything. So I did it and I traveled to Ghana for free, like for a whole summer. Mm. So I was like, okay. So, I mean, I just started to learn like, how do you find those resources? And it's sometimes just a Google search or asking a friend. Mm. So you've been to Ghana, you've been to Guatemala and you've been to the Philippines? Yes. That is one thing, like, I don't know if I've mentioned this already, is that even though I'm first generation, it's kind of like I've had this idea of the type of life I want to live, or I was like, to me, I was like, I want these degrees, like, I want to travel the world. This is kind of the life I want to live, and I'm not going to let me or, like, my family and our education level stop me from that. So traveling is, like, my big thing. I'm like, I'm going to travel everywhere, and I was like, I don't want to travel domestically. That's not my thing. I want to go international. So any school that I went to, or sometimes I'm like, I want to travel somewhere, I would just Google, like, free trips 
trip or like how to get some grant to go there. And every time it's worked. I've been to mm. Philippines, Guatemala, Puerto Rico, and those trips have been paid for. So, see, where were you when I needed you? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be about this travel life too, and I'm just like you're doing it because you know, and you're just getting started. So that's the other thing. I imagine where you will continue to go. You know, with the kind of drive that you have, because I find something really neat about you as well. You've got a lot of personal motivation. Where'd that come from? Uh, I think it's the fact that I was raised kind of with that mentality, like, do what you want to do. So my mom, you know, some parents are like, you need to go to school and do this. You need to do this. Like, your cousin did this. But my mom kind of raised us like, whatever is going to make you happy, I will support you. And, you know, like, I will be there as much as I can. So, like, growing up, it was like, well, I want to do this. I never had this, like, something in the back of my mind telling me I couldn't. And it was mm. like, even though there wasn't money sometimes, I was like, there will still be another way, right? Like, mm. everything seems, like, tangible to me. Mm, that is really cool. Shout out to your parents, especially, you know, Mom Dukes was just saying, do you? <laughs> because yes, sometimes all you that, need is to be empowered to do it. Really. And I think even as first generations, we sometimes get scared. Like, you know, I haven't seen people like me in those spaces or I don't know anybody who's done that. But it's like you cannot let that stop you from doing what you want to do or you'll be living in a box probably that's real so what do you say was has been the scariest thing what would you say has been the scariest thing that you've done thus far oh scariest let me think this will go back to traveling but i've traveled two times alone internationally so for me that was like really scary but i mean you know when you talk about money availability like those are always big things when you're traveling but to me it was like good opportunities and i was like i want to go here i had no one really to go with me so i was like i'm just gonna go by myself so i went to (laughs) i've been to ghana twice the second time i went alone right before nursing school and i most recently i went to hawaii for like Hmm. a week alone so I mean that's scary you know like when we travel you're always like who are you traveling with you know like where are your girls at where are the guys at and you know going by yourself that's like really scary it's like nobody's there with you you've got to think about safety on your own you're a tourist so people recognize that you're by yourself but I mean that was scary but I also just thought about safety and having fun I don't know enjoying your life doing what you want to do not waiting for somebody to give you permission yeah, that is it's cool. scary, but it's not. Like, and I do think everybody should travel somewhere alone just to experience it. You you feel very empowered and like you can handle life. It's interesting that you mentioned that because I thought for one of my big birthdays that happened like a year or so ago, mm-hmm. it was 30. <laughs> I was thinking that I was going to do a trip by myself, a solo dolo thing. And kind of toward the solo dolo thought, I, I just didn't do it. I chickened out. Uh, and then I just kind of thought about things that I wanted to do that were meaningful for me for this particular mm-hmm. milestone, especially being that I was just off the ground in entrepreneurship and just thinking about, do I really want to invest in travel right now? And I was like, no, because I'm going to make another birthday insane and I'm going to do it up. And so I want to celebrate all mm-hmm. of the goodness. So my way of celebrating that birthday instead of travel, which my husband and I, we love to do, 
um, was spending time reconnecting. I'll, I'll put it that way. But the thing about you is that you just go like you don't wait for other people to give you permission to enjoy your life. So that's really dope of you. Yeah, you have to. Because I think sometimes if you're waiting for other people or like you're waiting for the right moment, you might miss out on a lot of things. So with me, it's kind of just like sometimes you don't really know what's going to happen once you take this next step. But I think that that's what faith is like. You have faith that. I'm going to take this next step. I don't know what comes after it, but hopefully it will be good for me. I can see that. So I want to move a little bit into some of your personal interests outside of travel, because I also know about you that Black studies, health and wellness are things that are really important to you. And so much that it has pushed in the direction of starting a blog. We're going to do it again. Our Noir. Ar Noir, you got it. <laughs> Look, I t- this, the country made me want to say Ar Noir. No, I'm so oh, I'm saying it now. Ar Noir. Oh my goodness. Don't ask me where I got it from. No. <laughs> uh, I can't blame on that. I just be looking. Oh, okay, sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But no, but um, like tell us a little bit more about your blog though, and how you are hoping to change the world around you because of it. Because it seems like a really interesting thing that you've got going on. So yeah, it's like my little baby that I've been sitting on for like a really long time. So I don't think I mentioned it, but so my undergraduate degree is actually in African-American studies and health Mm -hmm. disparities. So that's what I did before I started nursing school. And people would always be like, why don't you just go to nursing school in undergrad? But for me, a big thing is that I never believe in like wasting my time. So I was like, I don't want to kind of like, I wanted to enjoy college. Like I wanted to join a sorority. Like I wanted to just enjoy life, like join organizations, go out, be able to attend events. And nursing school is hard. So to me, I was like, I'm not going to be able to do nursing school and do that. So, of Mm. course, I decided to get my degree in those two areas. So it's kind of just been something that I was really interested in. The University of Florida is a predominantly white institution. So you can imagine me coming from Miami, Florida, where we have like a mixture of everyone. So... Me being a black girl, I never really thought about that until I got to the University of Florida. I feel like that's when I really recognized race and kind of what it meant Hmm. to be black. So I was like, I got to school freshman year and I was like, oh, wow, I'm a black girl. Like, you know, I was the only black girl in probably a room of 60 white students. So from there, I just really started to think about race and like, what does that mean? You started to realize like how much you can make an impact based on your race. And of course, I always knew I wanted to do something in health. So just being black health I started to see like pay attention to a lot of the health disparities that go on within like black communities or minority communities and that's something that I just always would research I would always talk about it in school kids would always tease me there like all right black panther because I was just so adamant and like always wanted to talk about this stuff things like wellness I felt like I was raised at home like my mom was like really open like talk about your feelings like how do you feel and sometimes a lot of in the black community that's not really something we talk about it's like you get on with life like you have to make it to tomorrow we don't have time to talk about feelings. So I just kind of started just thinking about all of that. And then, you know, I went to nursing school. So in nursing school, I was like, oh, like, I want to share this experience. I think there's only like 9.9% of black nurses, which is crazy. Mm. There's so little of us, but yet you've got to think about the populations we treat. So that just got me to starting to think about, you know, like, what does it mean to be black? What is the black experience like? And then things like wellness and health. How do we intersect that? And in nursing, we never just look at physical you know in health sometimes we just think about oh are you healthy like how much do you weigh how tall are you 
So to me, mm. I was like, dang, this is something that I really want to, you know, talk about or I'm interested in. And you will find me all the time just researching like articles because I'm so nerdy. I was like, just research articles about <laughs> black people or like black nurses or things that affect black people. And I would just like sometimes write little articles on my computer and I'd never share them. But I'm like, oh, okay. And then, so I came up, I was like, I should have a blog or talk about this. So I came up with R Noir. So actually, it's like capital R, capital N. Like, you get it, registered nurse. So Yo, noir, I just got that. <laughs> yeah, so I just like got that. R okay, and, cool. And Noir is supposed to be black. So it's just kind of like a play on words. And my first and middle name is Raven Nicole. So R-N. Wow, that, just, that really worked out, didn't it? Yeah, it did. So, I mean, I just came up with that blog. And I said I would start it when I started nursing school. But I kind of got scared and I was like nobody's gonna be interested in this nobody cares about this I just never really started it but it was always in the back like I changed my Instagram name to R Noir and people would call me R Noir all the time they was like hey R Noir because they knew like this is a black girl she liked talking about healthy stuff she liked talking about black people and that's kind of <laughs> just the reputation I had but I mean since starting work now I feel like I do have like more free time and I kind of started thinking like what else like what else are you gonna do with your life besides going to work so that actually got me I said one day I said okay this is it so I bought my domain name and I started just creating my website which I'm currently doing um hopefully it'll be out you know like around July 1st and then I just plan to kind of just share information about you know black history black studies like how do we as a community work on wellness and like mental health physical health because I don't want to just focus on one thing we kind of got to look at our whole body how do we exercise how do we have healthy relationships how do we eat healthy so I don't know we'll see where that goes i think it's definitely gonna go somewhere and i'm still sitting over here blown off of the fact that i saw this capital r in and just didn't even think about it <laughs> so yes. that was really clever of you very very awesome marketing tactic check you out check you out definitely love that so I'm curious to know, because you are just a very upbeat person and I, and I love it. And you're just a go-getter and you're all things that I'm excited about. Have you faced any adversities in your life? I mean, I'm sure you have, but is there mm -hmm. one that, that just stands out to you that you'd want to share? Because you share how you continue to push and how you've been a very exciting and excited person in your pursuits of happiness and living your best life. And... It's easy to be like, man, you know, she just got herself together. But I know that we're not perfect people. So what have you endured that you'd be willing to share with us? And, and can you tell us how you may have overcome it? Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure I can think of something. But you know, what's so funny is that I'm going to answer the question. But I think I was at a girls night probably like three months ago or something. And we were just like pulling questions out of the hat. and just answering it in group format. And that was kind of one of the questions I got. It was like, what have you faced? kind of like as a black woman and it was so hard for me to think of an answer and I was like I know I say something I was like I've been through mm. something and then so but I couldn't think of a certain situation and so I kind of felt bad because I had all these black women looking at me like girl you ain't never been through something <laughs> and I couldn't come up with anything so I think from there I just started it made me think and it was like I kind of realized the mindset I have and that like I'm sure I faced some type of adversity but I think the way I think and my mindset is, is that I haven't really faced anything where I felt like oh my gosh like I can't do this or I can't get through this um, mm. 
it's kind of just like when things happen and if I think about it like, all right, this is kind of hard, but I know there's a way around this or I know that there's someone out there who can help me figure it out. And I'm only 24 years old. For, so for the most part, I've been in school. Like I go to school, probably summers off, you know, a little job here and there. But I don't think there's anything that has really stressed me out. Oh my gosh, this is hard. Like I think I have a great support system. And it's just like life. I think and sometimes we think life has to be hard for it to be like worthy. And life doesn't mm. have to be hard. You don't have to struggle to be for it to be worthy. Like so many times we're like, I've been through this and I've been through that and I'm glad I made it out. But it's like, that is great, of course, you know, to make it through your tribulations. But at the same time, it's like... If you're able to get through life without it, that's also okay. You know, like, we shouldn't be ashamed of that. It's like, clearly, maybe you have some, like, good wellness strategy. You know how to handle your stress or... I don't know. But it's so hard for me to think of something that would stress me out. I mean, some maybe classes were hard, but I don't know. (laughs) And it's funny because it's like, you're right. Some people are like, that's all you got? But then what I like about your response is that it's not what's expected. You know, and it's not what... You hear adversity, but like, you know, really, it's really your mindset. And that, to me... is evidence of when you go through something, it's shaping you, it's teaching you something. And while there may be challenges, you recognize things for what it is. So that's even a lesson for me, uh, a reminder that it's not, I saw a quote earlier and I was telling a friend about it, that it said something rather than asking God, why me? Ask him, what are you trying to teach me in any situation? And so even that perspective was like, you know what? Here It comes up again. So, oh, affirmed and knowing that this is what the lesson is for the day. I definitely love that. What would you say has been the best advice anyone has ever given to you? Ooh, that's good. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) This advice wasn't given to me like directly. But last February, I went to a talk at NCCU. I think, I don't know what organization it was, but they hosted an event where they had Easter Ray as a keynote speaker. I'm like, Easter Ray? So I went over there, you know, me and my friends, we went over there and during her talk, she she said a quote and she said, give to the world the best you have and the best will come back to you. And so I thought about that and I said, oh, wow, like that was deep, simple, but deep. Mm-hmm. So I think I just heard that. And and I mean, I'm pretty sure I had advice before that, but that's something that ever since I heard that, it always sticks to me like that's my tagline. And it's give to the world the best you have and the best will come back to you. And I think for that, it was so important because you can apply it to anything. You can apply it to school. You can apply it to relationships. You can apply it to your personal goals. And it's kind of just like give all you got. Give to the world. And I think a big thing is sometimes we think about ourselves like, what can I do for myself? What can I do for me? But it's kind of like think about what you can do for others. And that's what I'm huge about. Like people always say, you need to take care of yourself, girl. But to me, it's like I get my energy from other people. So to me, I'm always thinking about like, how can I? help somebody else like what can I give you what can I help you with and to me I feel like the world always returns that energy back to me in some shape or form Mm, that's a really again your energy your mindset is everything and I really love it I really really do so as we're wrapping up I'd be interested in knowing I'm sure we'd all be interested in knowing what is the one piece of advice or the one message that you want to leave with us Uh, Well, I think the biggest thing I learned, I mentioned before that I went to a predominantly white institution. And for me, you know, as a black woman, that's where I kind of learned what it meant to be black, which is so surprising. People are like, oh, that's where you learned it? (laughs) So for me, just being in that environment, growing up, you know, undergrad is kind of when you do a lot of your growing years. And for me, I learned that you don't have to compromise yourself to fit into certain places. 
or to get certain places. So for me, like, I've always been big on, like, blackness and, like, me being comfortable in who I am as a black woman and, like, kind of supporting that for other people. Like, how do we create spaces for people who don't look like the majority? So even, like, when applying for jobs or joining organizations, I feel like sometimes we think that I have to do something to fit in. But for me, like, that is, like, my number one rule is that I will never compromise who I am, like, as a black woman. So my hair is natural. I go on with my natural hair. I talk about things that I'm interested in, and I always bring up, I am interested about making this world a better place for everybody, but specifically black people. Um, and mm. sometimes people are like, girl, that's too strong. You can't do that. But I was like, if I can't do that, then maybe that space isn't for me. So even, like, when I applied for my job, like, you know how they're like, what questions do you have for us? It was like, what support do you have for minority nurses? So it's like, don't compromise yourself. You know, like whatever you're interested in, whatever you truly believe in, like what is your core foundation and core beliefs? And it's like, bring that with you wherever you go. When you apply for jobs, when you're meeting people, don't ever feel that you have to hide who you are or like what you're mm. interested in. It's like, make it fit, make it work. Mm. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you so very much. Well, <laughs> Raven, welcome. you have been an absolute joy to talk with on today. Again, I said a thousand times, I really love your energy. I love your positivity. And I like that you are such a go-getter. And now I've got to get to Guatemala and the Philippines and Ghana. Check it out so we can have a conversation about it. (laughs) Definitely. Well, before we get off the line, too, is there a way that we can find you in the Internet space? How how we get to you? Oh, Instagram. Instagram is my place. (laughs) (laughs) But um, you can find me on Instagram. That's where I do like my micro blogging with my long captions. But you can find me on Instagram at r dot n-o-i-r-e-e got it got it got it well look you are on your way with everything that you're doing travel and our noir because i'm saying it right now <laughs> yeah <And> so, uh, <laughs> so we are definitely going to catch up take care of yourself and well wishes and everything thank you it was so great being to speak with you and like to share my story i'm so excited and i love what you're doing like with first generations and even allowing us to talk about our experiences. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm honored. Thank you so much.